Welcome to an episode of the Low Expectations Podcast. We are back after a long hiatus. Been so long that we literally had to re-download the app to record this, but back nonetheless. Hope hope you guys enjoyed the Super Bowl. If you can think back that far. A uh, really good game. Um, you know, draft season getting going. We're gonna talk about all that um soon. Gonna try and be back on a consistent basis now. Um but today we are going because we have not talked any NBA this season. We've been slacking on NBA coverage, but we've been watching. And I have some thoughts, I have some takes. We're gonna go over the eight playoff teams in the East. Um, just what I think of that team, their ceiling, everything like that. Um, we're gonna flip over to the West, do the seven playoff teams that we know are locks, basically. Um, and then we're going to talk about the teams in the running for the eight seed. Cause I want to talk about Zion. I want to talk about Jaw, of course, Dame's in there. Who's, you know, all those guys have been really fun to watch. So we're going to kind of group some of those teams together. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's a lot to cover. So let's just jump right in. Why, why don't we, um, so in the East, we'll start with the East, which this is the best the East has been, um, really in a long time. Uh, I would still take the West. I think the West is still better, but the East is the East is solid. The East is six is good six teams. Um, and really we hadn't been able to say that for a while. Uh the bottom two is still they're still I mean they're below five hundred. They do have two below five hundred teams in the conference. But then the drop off after that is terrible. So the back end of the East is horrible. Teams like Chicago, uh, Detroit even I don't think anybody expected them to be this bad I know Blake Scott Blake got hurt but those two teams like really not playing to what we thought they could um and we didn't even think that much of them and they're still underachieving so the back end of the east isn't good but the top six is good so let's jump in with the team that's by far the best team in the conference the team that in my opinion should be a clear favorite to come out of the east um is the Milwaukee Bucks uh they are currently 50 and eight. They beat Toronto in Toronto last night um, by double digits. They really, in the second half, turned it on and controlled most of that game. Um, they're, they're, I mean, 50 and eight, obviously a great team. Um, they have the, they have um, the best regular season player, I would say, in Giannis. Uh, I think he still has that playoff thing to kind of prove, even though he's, he's a monster. Um, but it kind of got weird there and then to that Toronto series, um, last year, he's the MVP again, he's going to win back to back MVPs. Um, <clears throat> they're the clear favorite to me in the East. Um, so this is a great team, um, a great regular season te- team. And I, the only question left for them is, is the playoff one. If they can take care of that, you know? like this could be considered an all-time great team. They, they're the advanced stats, love them. Um, so yeah, to me, they're, they're, they're in their own tier in this conference. You shift down to Toronto who 42 and 16, they, they're the, they're the champs that they're the defending champs and they're, they're having a really good season and 42 and 16. And they were good with, and they lose Kawhi and they were good with him they were good without him last year anyway, you know, in the regular season. And, um, this is even, even though I'm a, I'm a, 
I was a believer in the Raptors being a lock as a playoff team, even after Kawhi left. Um, I didn't see this coming. I didn't see them being the two seed. Um, they're sitting here as the two seed. I thought the three seed might have been possible, but I did not see this. Um, and it's kind of the same thing. Like Siakam has been great uh, this year, special on both ends, carrying the load he's carrying. Lowry's missed some time, but when he, Lowry's out there, he just makes the team better. That's just what it is with Kyle. Um, but we'll see. I mean, sometimes Siakam had some big games in the playoffs last year, the game one in the finals where he had 30, and you're like, wow. But then there was other times in the playoffs when you watch Pascal, and it's like, where is he? It doesn't feel like he's out there. So we'll see how he does as the number one scorer in the playoffs. Uh, he's super good, obviously. He's an, a great talent, but let's let's see. He's going to have to do that night to night in the playoffs, um, and he's yet to do it. I'm not saying he can't. He can, um, but he's just yet to do it. But this is a really good team. Um, their, their ceiling, they could – I guess their ceiling would be Eastern Conference Finals to me. Um, I don't see Bucks sling obviously has won the finals, but, um, I don't see that. I mean, you know, it's not We're. I mean, it's crazy how much one run shifts. The whole narrative is how it was. The Raptors can never win in the playoffs. And now they're the champs and they did it. And it just, it's almost like we forget that this team had some of the most, some of the roughest and most embarrassing playoff exits there for a quick stretch. So I'm still, there's still some questions when, with me when it comes to them in the playoffs. So I'll say Eastern conference finals for them. Uh, Boston Tatum's been absolutely out of this world lately. He's gone to a very special level level. I'm, I've always been a Tatum believer a level. I thought he could reach, but he might even be exceeding it lately. Uh, he's basically reached peak Paul George level for not, he's not peak Paul George. Let me make that clear. He's not as good as Paul George, but for the last stretch that he's been on, he's been at that type of level. He goes into LA and has 40. He follows it up last night in Portland with another high thirties game. He's absolutely ridiculous right now. Jalen, uh, I talked about in back in September about giving Jalen an in extension and i said yeah i would give jalen an extension i think there's enough there with jalen even if sometimes it's kind of goes back to what i was just saying it's like wow jalen kind of disappeared there for a while when you watch but he showed enough the stats like him enough and i've seen enough especially on the defensive end of the floor where tatum's been spectacular too um where it's like i would give him the extension and he's been this is obviously his best year He's been really good. So Boston has these two wings, and then you throw in Hayward. They have three wings that can switch all all, all positions. Um, they can go out and guards and guard them just fine because of their quickness, all three of them. And then they all three can handle Jalen a little less than the other two. But, I mean, you talk about Hayward. In Utah, Hayward was a – was the main creator a lot of the times, especially in his last year. He's a good passer. His passing gets forgotten just because I don't know if you maybe you don't expect it from him or whatever, but he's a good passer. Um, and Tatum's just ridiculous right now. Like I say, and Jalen's really good. So they have those three. Kemba, who's out right now, missing the game in Utah tonight. Um, and my God, will we get to them? Uh, the Jazz. But... um 
they got they got Kemba too. The chemistry obviously better than last year with Kyrie. Um, but so it's like, wow, really good. But then it's like, who's that next piece for them? Um, I know it wasn't possible, but if they had Horford, and I know Horford's been terrible this year, but that would be huge. Their their bigs are their bigs are lacking. Uh, you got you got Grant Williams, you got Cantor, you got guys like that, Daniel Tice. Uh, we know what happens to Cantor in the playoffs. Can't play Cantor, and then there's some young guys that they'll. I mean, they'll now. But the question is, who's going to kill them on the boards? Milwaukee, but I think they don't match up terribly with Milwaukee. Uh, Philly, obviously, Philly's the matchup that Boston. I think has to avoid and we'll get to Philly. I got a lot to say about Philly, but Philly is just such a mismatch and a nightmare draw for Boston right now. They're, they'd miss them. They'd get, I mean, Boston set up for a nice draw here, even with the lack of depth on their front court. Cause they, they go Indiana in round one. Um, obviously we'll talk about them. They just lost lamp, um, for the year. So they get them in round one. And then they get Toronto in round two. And I know Toronto's really good, but I think I'd lean Boston in that series, especially if, I mean, if this is going to be Tatum, like this change, if this is Tatum for the rest of the year, this changes what Boston can do. Um, now, he, he's yet, he's, there's been times where Tatum is like, are you really sure about this guy? Like he's kind of struggling. I, I was always in on him, but there was those moments, those conversations. And, but it, now if he's this, then they they can make the finals um, in the East. Um, I hate Boston. I hate to say that, but him Tatum going to this type of level changes their ceiling. We'll see if he can maintain it. You you slip down to Miami, four seed here. Uh, they're four back from Boston here, so they're probably looking at the four or five matchup. Jimmy plus Bam. That's and Spoh's a great coach. You have those two players. It's going to amount to good things. They are a fun team to watch. They move the ball well. Um, they're really well coached. You know, you you look at, they've had some injuries too. Jimmy's missed some games. Um, you know, Drogic missed the start, but he's been back. Like, Miami's a team that you don't want to play in the playoffs because they got Jimmy and we saw Jimmy really take, take load and carry that Philly team last year in times on offense side of the ball. So, and then you have Bam playing at that all-star type level. They're a really good team. So like I'm saying, the top of the East is good. Cause then you go down one more and you got Philly <laughs> who Philly now at the five seed, they'd been sitting in the six seed for a while, but they're up to the five seed. Ben gets hurt. Ben was playing. It's insane because let's get to this conversation with the the inevitable Ben and Joel. Do they fit together? Conversation because it's all you can talk about with this team. Because every single time the other one sits, so Embiid sits. Joel, Joel and Embiid sits, and Ben goes nuts. And Ben is like, "Oh my god!" Like this guy is unstoppable. Sometimes when he has this type of floor spacing, and you're just maximizing his talent with shooting, and he has space, and no one can stay in front of him, and his size, and and he can play de facto center on the other side, and all that. And it's like, "Oh my god!" And then it's like, "Okay, so now 
Ben gets hurt, and now it's Joel, and Joel has <laughs> just been absolutely ridiculous right now. You catch Joel on the right night, and you think he's the best player in basketball. That guy is an absolute monster. Um, Joel's game log, because I was doing it. So he has, so Ben has been out for a little bit here. Um, he goes 28. He goes 28 against uh, Chicago. He goes 26 against the Clippers. He goes 30. And then from since the All-Star break, he goes 39 against Brooklyn. Gets to the free throw line 19 times. Has a down game, 17 against the Bucks. But then he goes for 49 last night against Atlanta. He's, I'm, I'm telling you, you catch this guy on the right night, and it's the, he's the best player in basketball. Um, but then you put them together, and it doesn't look right. It doesn't feel right. And it's just because it's not right. I cannot think of a worse two guys with this level of talent, a worse fit for just both guys where it's like I, he, they just don't fit together at all. And that's what they have in Philly, but the talent is is still is still pretty overwhelming when you go against that team in a playoff series. We saw the struggle Toronto had with them, um, and but they should be better, and they're just not. Um, Horford, like I was saying, he's been terrible this year. Um, but again, the fit isn't good. It's just not clean at all. I mean, they're five best players. It's just the fit is 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 so messed up. If I was, I'm, and they are, Philly fans are going crazy about this. But just being a Philly fan, I just lose my mind about this because it. I'm not a Philly fan, but like if I was, it's it's just like this. This is not. None of this fits. None of this fits. We don't even know. Like I know everybody likes Brett Brown, but we do, like we're not a hundred percent sure on him. Um. And it's just messy there. But their talent, their ceiling to me is still win the championship. Because if 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 you can somehow, some way, and it just might not be possible. Because this is now year three of this. We're getting into this a little bit with Philly. And if they flame out again, you're going to have a lot of questions on what to do with these two guys. Because I don't know how you roll that back for a year four if they flame out embarrassingly again. The Boston series year, two years ago for Philly is still inexcusable in the playoffs. I don't know how they lost that series. Um, but back to my point, like there's so much talent they can still do this because if they can somehow get it to click and those two guys are, are playing at the peak of their powers in the playoffs, Philly can really just do anything. Um, Indiana, like I said, they just lost Lamp. Tough loss for them. Uh, Depot is come has been back. He's averaging ten a game. He's only playing. He's on a minute restriction, playing twenty five minutes a game. Can't really talk about Indiana's ceiling too much unless it's uh, unless it's unless we see Depot full go before the playoffs. Hopefully, we see that because um, that's kind of a game changer for them. Um, so bonus, obviously, he's been spectacular. This year he's got 18 and 12. Um remember when Miles Turner or Sabonis was a conversation? Yeah. Turner just not getting it done this year. Um that's a weird fit too, honestly, but Brogdon's been good for them. And we're just I mean, they lose Lamp, which hurts, but we'll see how they are with when uh Oladipo's full full go. Um Brooklyn 
Uh, Brooklyn in the playoffs right now, six game lead over the nine seed, which is Washington, which is unbelievable because Washington's roster is something else. Um, and they're sitting all the way up at the nine seed. Um, when they really, I thought could be one of the worst teams in the league, impressive by them. Their offense is actually pretty good. Um, but Brooklyn, they lose Kyrie for the year, but man, the, the Kyrie stuff is, is very interesting because we know what type of talent and player he is, but everywhere he goes, it doesn't seem like guys are thrilled to play with him to say the least. Um, and the team somehow is just fine if they lose him. And we saw it in Boston. Um, didn't really see it in Cleveland, but they had bronze. So that's like kind of hard to say. And now we're seeing it again here. I think there's still going to be a playoff team. Obviously no Kyrie dra- drastically limits their ceiling. Ceiling for Brooklyn, I don't really see a way they get out of the first round unless Toronto just completely falls apart in the playoffs Um, because that's what your matchup would look like. Um, Boston-Brooklyn would be funny, Um, just kind of the history between those two, even though Kyrie wouldn't be there. Um, So, yeah, you know, we'll see what they do in the next year's their year because they get KD and Kyrie back. So uh, it's kind of just a transition year for Brooklyn and the real, real – Real stuff starts for them next year. Orlando. Orlando should be better. <laughs> I was high on Orlando this year. Big miss. They should be better. That you look at Orlando's offense. It's it's a uh, it's not good. It's really bad. Uh, field goal percentage. They're twenty twenty eighth in the league. Um, three point percentage. They're twenty seventh. Three pointers made. They're twenty sixth. They're that, but then you flip, and it's like their defense is incredible. They're the best team in the league at, a fi- at, at uh, forcing turnovers. They're fifth in block shots. They got a ton of defenders, but their offense has been so bad, so detrimental to their team. Um, and they're sitting in, in an eight seed still, though, because like I was saying at the top, the back end of the East is not good. Um, so, yeah, but we're going to take a break, and then we're going to jump into the West. This episode of the Low Expectations Podcast is brought to you by Anchor. If you're looking to start a podcast, the best way to go about it is Anchor. When starting your podcast, you may have a lot of questions. How do you record your podcast? How do you post your podcast? How do you get your podcast on all the platforms? Anchor walks you through all that. It walks you through every step of the way. So, yeah, shout out Anchor. We appreciate them for sponsoring the show. All right, welcome back. And now is the time to pop in to what had been the varsity conference for the better part of a decade uh but now just the other conference the western conference um starting with the one seed la lakers uh was wrong on this team um i thought they'd be deadly and dangerous in playoffs nobody's going to play them with those two guys for as a reg as far as a regular season team and being the potential one seed i did not see it um and i didn't see it for i mean lebron coming off the injury AD's had injury history. And then the rest of their team, like, oh, Dwight Howard, LOL, Rondo, LOL. Like, oh, my God, Caldwell Pope is still on this fucking team. Like, how is that possible? And I'm, j- I was just kind of like, they'll be a five seed, and they're going to be scary as hell in the playoffs. They're a one seed, and they're scary as hell in the playoffs. The, I was just too focused on the other guys on this team. And I should have focused on when things are right, they have two top five players. I didn't do that enough. I was fully wrong. I'll fully admit that. They're the one seed. They have a five-game lead on Denver. You got Danny Green, really good role player. Dwight has been 
I mean, Dwight just on LeBron HGH program, some shit. Uh, <clears throat> sorry. Uh, sorry about that. But yeah, uh, not sure what's what's going on with Dwight, but he's been good. Um, <laughs> Kuzma, Kuzma sucks, guys. Kuzma sucks. So he's terrible. Um, I know he's averaging 12 points a game on a 43% shooting. He's barely at uh, over 30 per th from three. His defense is terrible. Like the way to beat the Lakers is if they overplay Kuzma in the playoffs, Kuzma's playing 24 minutes a game right now. Those two guys at the top, AD and LeBron are sitting at 34. Both have been incredible. Both, uh, MVP type candidates this year. Yeah. This is the best team in the West. If you tell me they're the best team in the league, I'm, Actually, I don't think they're the best team in the West. We'll get to the best team in the West. But um, this is, if you told me they're the best team in the West, if you told me they're the best team in the league, I'm not like, oh, no, you're wrong. Like, yeah, makes sense. They, they're really, really good. And obviously, sailing is the title. So uh, moving to the number two seed, the Denver Nuggets. They're 40 and 18. They're, they're, it goes back to the Milwaukee thing with Denver for me because I know their record is this good. I, I love Jokic as a player. He's a top 10 player in the league to me. Jamal, I like Jamal enough. Like they, their roster, the way they build it, I, I like it all. But last year, them losing that Portland series, <clears throat> them struggling to beat that Spurs team, it makes me hesitant to want to just be like, yeah, um, Denver's about to make a run here. So where i sit with denver they're really good i love their players but show me in the playoffs i think their ceiling is the second round in the west i mean right now you're looking denver would play dallas we'll get to dallas but who boy i think a nice upset pick there would be dallas if you're looking for an upset in round one um so that's kind of just where i'm at with denver great record good home court advantage like their players, love Jokic. Um, but just, I need to see it. I need to see it. Moving to the team I do think is the best team in the West when it all come, when it all uh, just, in this, at the end, I still think it's going to be the Clippers. Um, Paul George, I, he only has played 25 games, and in those 25 games, he's been unbelievable. Kawhi, um, Kawhi, when you if like Kawhi right now is my pick, I, I mean someone needs to beat him in a playoff series. Um, and I know the Warriors were hurt last year. Um, but until somebody beats him in a playoff series, if we're make if there's a draft and we need to pick one guy for the playoffs for our team to win one game or win one series, he's gotta be the pick right now. Until someone goes and beats him, he's gotta be the pick. And then he's got Paul George and you got, you're just, <laughs> you're all around. You are just, you have a lot of really good pieces. You have Lou who, Lou really, I mean, Lou loves, he's going to get his shots up, but he can win you a game. Um, you got Harold who's been great. Him and Lou Williams have a great pick and roll game. You got Shamit running around screens, hitting threes. You got Beverly in some ways, the identity of this team where they got Beverly there. You got Kawhi and George on the wings, a uh, little vulnerable at the rim, but 
And that's why people say, oh, that's that's why I, I think that's what people point to. Like, this is why I'm picking the Lakers. AD is going to absolutely – they have no one to guard AD. Um, the Lakers' size is really going to give them problems. But it's like, I get that argument and I get that theory. But both times they played, the Lakers have lost. And I know the playoffs are a different animal and, and regular season results, head-to-head matchups don't really transfer to the playoffs. But – I, I, that's all we know. That's all we've seen. So that's why I still lean Clippers here. Also with the Kawhi point I just made, um, I think they'd be my pick to win it all. If I'm being honest, uh, they'd kind of been on a slide recently um, where they'd lost three in a row and they went into Boston and had that crazy double overtime game. And, and Lou Williams was literally shooting them out of the game. And but Lou can do that, but Lou can also win you a game. Uh, and then they got, they ha- kind of had a, hey, don't worry. Hey, they, then last night they kind of had a, hey, stop fucking worrying about this game. Just absolutely destroyed Memphis, a team that's been surprisingly, you know, in the running for a playoff spot and have one right now. Just went on the road and destroyed them, the Clippers, and they're still my pick. Um, my pick before the year in the East was Philly. So, um obviously i'd switch that to milwaukee now um so yeah that's i i, I kind of think it's going to be clippers bucks um moving on to the the rockets uh the rockets might be really good guys <laughs> like this is a team that just went all in i love how they i, I it, it might not be fun to watch but uh <clears throat> They went all in with their identity, this small ball thing. They're taking a ton of threes. Played the Knicks last night, won. Uh, obviously, that's not the point. But they took 48 three-pointers. Um, it's just the way they play. And then they also get to the line 30-plus times. They're really going with the math side of this. Harden, obviously, <laughs> ridiculous. Russ has been rejuvenated, having that type of space on the floor. And the reason I was fine with getting Covington well, I love getting Covington, love Rocco, but the reason I was fine with trading Capella and it was like, oh, their size, again, it goes back, oh, they're worried about, you know, what about the Lakers' size if they play in the second round? As the, the Rockets said, is the four seed right now and the Lakers are the one seed. Um, and it's just like, you really think Capella was about to stick with AD and like those got the Lakers' bigs, like, no way, no, no way. No way. So that's why it was, it was like, yeah, he's not useful in that series. You, you just because a big guy's out there doesn't mean anything. Um, he's still gonna get he's still gonna get played off the floor because he he would have no chance against them. So I like that move. They're just ultra small. They're gonna take a ton of threes. They're gonna have a ton of weird results. Harden's gonna get his. Well, again, I mean, Harden needs to show it in the playoffs too. Um, Ross has had some playoff flameouts, so we'll see. But their ceiling to me is win the championship. I think they can win the championship if things break right. Russ, like I said, he he destroyed the Jazz. Um, Russ has been on a nice run here. Um, just let's do Russ game logs real quick. Russ didn't play last night, but he had 34 against the Jazz. Had had some. Had a 21-point game, the weird thing with Clay where he gets ejected and in the Golden State game. But he went to 
they played Boston. He had 36. They played the Jazz earlier, and he had 39. They played the Lakers, and he had 41. So he's really been on an absolute tear lately. Harden's been doing Harden things. This is a team that they can lose in round one maybe. Um, not the way the Jazz are playing right now, but they could lose in round one maybe, or they could just um, win the championship. Like I really think they have that high of a, a difference between floor and ceiling. Um, but uh, we're going to take one more break and talk about the Jazz. All right, coming back here. Um, so we got the Jazz next. Um, the Jazz, <laughs> my team. Uh, absolute mess right now. Jazz make an announcement earlier this morning. They're coming to you Tuesday afternoon. Jazz play the Celtics tonight, 830. By the way, worst timing for this game. Hey, we're coming back. Um, but worst possible timing for the Jazz here. Playing Boston, fucking Boston, at an 830 tip on ESPN after the Jazz just lost three in a row. Jazz sitting here as five and a half point favorites as we currently talk. So the Jazz are expected to win this game because Boston's on this huge road trip at the end of a huge road trip, missing Kimba. <laughs> it's like, okay, yeah, either we're going to win and that's going to be it. Like, oh, the Celtics, you know, end of the road trip didn't have Kimba whole thing. Or the Jazz will lose and it'll be absolute panic time if it's not already. But back to my original point before I went off on that tangent. Um, Jazz announced today that Mike Conley's moving to the bench. Ingles back uh in the starting lineup um actually R Royce back in the starting lineup Conley to the bench okay like <laughs> Jazz starting lineup still national story athletic breaks a huge fucking piece on it like it's a huge story i mean the stuff with Conley Jazz, I mean, these are just stats. I, I do not think it's all his fault. I think the Jazz have put him in a horrible situation. But these are just the records. And I know there's been some schedule stuff in there too. I'm trying to be as fair to Conley as I can. Like I said, I do not think it's all his fault. But I'm just telling you. The Jazz with Conley are 19 and 15. The Jazz without Conley are 17 and 6. Those are just numbers. Those are just records. Those are just straight up records. And I know other things go into it. But okay, so they move him to the bench. They do this big announcement. That's a that's a whole thing. About 20 minutes before we start recording this podcast, it comes out that um, the Jazz have now decided to keep Mike Conley in the starting lineup and move Joe Ingles to the bench for Royce. So I don't know what the fuck just happened. I don't know what's going on. Ingles is the type of guy that if that would upset Conley, he'd just go to the bench to avoid that type of thing. He's that type. But I don't know what's going on. I don't know. I mean, it doesn't sound good. I'll just say that. The rumblings going around, if you talk to people who might know things, uh, it's not good. The, the locker room is a mess right now. They're trying to piece it together, but this locker room is divided. It's it's not good, guys. It's not good because there's a bigger picture conversation we can have with the Jazz, and we might as well do it because I haven't talked about them all year. And I'm a they're my team. Is they went all in, all in. They give Boy on the contract, who's been great. Um, they do the trade for Conley, 
where in the in the time like right when it happens you think the Conley trade is an absolute steal from for the Jazz at least I did because they kept favors too um they didn't give him up in the deal okay they signed Boyan who's been great but they lose favors the favors loss is big but none of us were worried about that before the season it was sad we all love D phase but no one was really like oh we you know not having him is going to hurt us. But it has because Conley's not been that good on defense. Um, they're just not as good of a defensive team this year. Them regressing on defense was predictable if you thought Favors was that important to this defense, and it turns out he was. We, I think we knew that. Um, but it's it's just... It's frustrating because they went all in and they're not good enough. They're not in the same class as the Lakers or Clippers or even the Rockets. They're set right now to play Houston in round one. Houston only one game back of the Clippers and only a game and only two games back of the late of the Denver for the two seed. And the Jazz only a half game up on the Thunder for the six and only a game and a half up on Dallas for the seven. So we might not get this matchup, but if it were to start today, which of course it doesn't, we would get jazz rockets again. Like, give me a break. Just give me, just give me a break. Like, give me a fucking break with that series, man. Three years in a row. Really? Christ, man. What a mess. They have no chance if they, to play them. I think, I think they could give Denver problems. Dallas, I think they could beat, but I don't see how they're going to get matched up with Dallas. Um, so of the of the possible matchups, Denver. So what? Fall to six or fall to seven or or who knows? But I think Houston Houston's a disastrous matchup, and this is a really disappointing season. It just it just is, man. It sucks. But hopefully they can win tonight. Because if they don't win tonight burn everything down if they don't win this game tonight um hopefully uh they will have won by the time you listen if you catch it tomorrow or something uh okc okc 36 and 22 a potential okc houston first round matchup though see jazz houston worst case scenario for me just as a jazz fan i don't want to play houston again um and we've seen this matchup a a thousand times i really don't like watching houston anyway if I'm being completely honest, just the shit that goes on with that team. But Houston OKC would have a lot of interesting storylines. Obviously, it's the CP for Russ trade. Um, Russ, like we talked about, got it going bad. It did not have a, the best start to the season. Um, CP3 has been incredible. Um, and then Shea's obviously been amazing. LOL at drafting Colin Sexton over that guy. Um, they have just a, they just have good, solid NBA players throughout their starting five. Steven Adams, a good, big Gallinari, really a good offensive player. Obviously Shane CP three, um, like that is a good five. Um, and they're not going to be fun to play in the playoffs, especially with Paul playing at this level. Um, their wings are not good at all. Schroeder's actually been pretty good. Schroeder's averaging 19 for them. 
Um, was not a shooter guy, but he's been good this year. They're not going to be fun. And, and OKC Houston, that'd be an intriguing series. So let's hope for that. Let's let's get – Jesus, just give me somebody else. Like, fall to seven if, and play fucking Denver if it means we avoid Houston. My God, what a frustrating season um, for the Jazz. <laughs> Dallas. Um, Dallas, they're good, man. I think Dallas is actually better than what their record even says. I think they lost some tough games. Luca missed some time there. Just a few games. Uh, but with him, man, I, he's just so good. He's just so good, man. He He's a special player. He, Luca basically at, at 28.8, 9.5, and 8.6 uh, for assists. That's what he's sitting at for his points, rebounds, assists. KP, 18.5 a game, but... 41% from the field, th- 35 from three, though. He, he's got nine rebounds. They got depth. Hardaway's actually been solid. Seth Curry's been good. You know, you got Powell. And, and, and of course, it's it's uh, the Mavs just kind of doing that Mavs devil magic that Carlisle seems to do, where it's just like they have some guys that just produce for them. You're like, really? That guy's putting up nine points a game? Or that guy has 24 tonight? For, you know, just random stuff like that. Like I said, like, if it's a Dallas Denver first round matchup, which obviously none of these matchups are locked in, but just looking at the standings right now, if that was the matchup you're to get, man, I think Dallas would be a tasty underdog pick because we saw Denver struggle in the playoffs last year. Like I talked about Luca, 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 I think Luca is going to be the best player on the floor. If that's a playoff series, all respect to all respect goes out to Jokic, but I just think Luca has been Luca's, what Luca is doing, only like the greatest players in NBA history have done in year two. He's doing, he's in rarefied air. He's been absolutely incredible. And I think he'd be the best player in that series. And man, they'd be a tasty underdog. So I like Dallas. I like Dallas's upside. I, I forgot to do ceiling for the Jazz Thunder and now Dallas. We'll do Jazz. I think they're out in the first round. I think they could get to the second round with the right draw. So I guess that's their ceiling. But I don't see this as no Western Conference Finals type team. I, I think their most likely outcome is bouncing round one. Uh, OKC bouncing round one. I, maybe I, I don't see them beating any of those top teams. Maybe Denver. I'm sorry to keep picking on Denver, but maybe them. But I, I just I, I see them as a first round exit. Dallas. I think Dallas can make round two. Um, and now to the uh, the eight seed mess where we'll just talk about three teams here: Dallas, Memphis. I'm not Dallas, Memphis, Portland, and the the Pels. Dallas has a, Jesus, I keep saying Dallas. Memphis has a three-game lead right now on Portland. Portland, Dame's been absolutely spectacular, but the rest of that team, Hassan Whiteside, Hassan says, oh, I'm I'm a, I'm a, a defensive player of the year candidate. It's like, bro, shut the fuck up. You're horrible. Um, and, but Dame's been great. Uh, CJ's done CJ things, but Whiteside's been terrible. They actually needed Mello. Mello's been solid for them. Um, the hood injury hurt. Um, and Simon, before, in the offseason, is untradeable. He's been solid. Zach Collins is one of the best. Like, seriously, he's so polished as a big man on offense, but he can't play any defense at all. Their defense is really bad. Memphis, 
Memphis, I just, I, I, I think I'd lean Memphis here just to get it. I mean, not that that's like a hot take because they got a three game lead, but Jaw's been incredible. We know that one of the funnest players to watch in the league. Don't go at Steph though, Jaw. Come on. I want to talk about the Pels. Pels are fun, man. They're, the Pels are three and a half back. Ingram's been great. Zoe, Lonzo Truthers, man. It's our time, man. He's been he's been playing well. Redick, Redick shooting 45% from three. He's shooting well from he's just doing JJ things. I love we all love Drew. Um Zion. I uh, can't believe it took us this long to get to him. He's a fucking monster, man. He's just he's just so fucking good. <laughs> Already at 23 a game. Only played 13 games. We know he just got back, but this, the shocking thing to me for Zion is 41% from three. He's been un-fucking-believable. So I want them to get it. I know they're three and a half back, but I want them to get it because I just want to see that guy in the playoffs. And if it was the Lakers, man, and you had Zoe and Ingram playing them and even Hart, we could throw him in, and then Zion and Drew, like that's a about as fun as a 1-8 matchup as you can get. Obviously, all those teams will be first-round exits. So, yeah, man, that's going to do it. That's kind of our – we're going to be here weekly for, for you guys. We're going to try and get back on a normal schedule again. Um, but uh, that's going to do it for another episode of Low Expectations Podcast. Uh, I've been your host, Ty. Um, so, yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed it. If you could please swing by iTunes and give us a rating and review. Haven't asked for that in a while, obviously. So uh, go swing over over there and give us a new one in a review if you could. That'd be that'd be awesome. We'd really appreciate that. So helps us out here. But yeah, man, that's gonna do it for another episode of Low Expectations Podcast. Peace.